This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a preschooler and a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two kids under six, and a baby on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, living in a bilingual household. Plus, Biz's husband, Stefan Lawrence, joins as co-host this week and hot dogs the show... And Biz eases on down the road. I gotta tell you, I'm not sure how I feel about all the people wooing with me and the upcoming whiz. I really enjoyed the wooing. Did you enjoy the wooing? The wooing is my favorite part of the show. (laughs) You're one of only a few who love it. Few who love it. Few who love it. I turn the show off after 45 seconds. Right. Right. I just get to the woo, and then I'm like, thanks for the woo. All right, done. I feel updated. Uh, so, uh, again, everybody, Hello. just a little update on what's happening. Uh, Teresa has had a baby. Baby Curtis Thorne is in the world with us now. Uh, and Teresa is off in her forest or wherever she is or possibly uh, the doctor's office again, <laughs> as, as one is ought to do after having a baby. And they're doing great. And uh, we're going to actually check in with her later today in the show, which is very exciting. Uh, But for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have a variety of co-hosts join me uh, and just gives us a chance to hear different voices and sort of get into uh, conversations a little bit longer, uh, which is just, which is kind of fun, which is really cool. So today, uh, joining me is my husband, Hello. my partner, Stefan. Stefan, how are you? <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing great. Uh, first off, I want to say it is a it is a weird experience uh, having a conversation with my wife behind a microphone. <laughs> Let's get real though. Here's the thing: is that somebody says a. a there is a thing where people think that just because you are married to somebody or partnered with somebody that uh, you talk often about stuff. And there would be a no. lot of opportunities. Uh, I'm sorry. There are probably many times that like, you know, what are we doing this summer? What's happening this weekend? What's happening when your parents visit? What's happening for Christmas? What's happening for whatever? Uh, that just never gets discussed as much as people might think. It's or, like, so, so So basically me actually asking how Stefan is doing right now is a relatively fair question. Right. No, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> it's almost like uh, those conversations happen at 9.45 at night and you're going to go to bed at 9.50. Right. right. With this, okay. Sh- bah, 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 bah. Enough. Enough. That's just, enough. Uh, just, are put, you alive? Put, yeah, That's good. All right, good. Doing well, so, good job. Good night. Uh, so, how are you? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing really well. Uh, uh, I'm. St- <laughs> I'm starting a new project, uh, which I'm, which I'm really excited about. I've decided to watch every single movie released in 1984 in release order. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. Uh, this says, says a man with time on his hands. Well, no, not my dude. That's let's... not true. <laughs> FYI, with the first of these, well, the second of these movies has been laying around our house already for two and a half weeks. No, yeah, absolutely. This Are, project is going to take me about five years to accomplish. Okay, so here's my first question with this. Uh, why? Um, well, I love a project. I really enjoy uh, uh, having a goal to, 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 to work towards. <laughs> uh I don't know. I was uh, I was looking at uh, all these. There's a lot of great movies that came out in 1984. Yeah, Stefan. Just so you know, Steph, I've talked about it on the show. Stefan and I had slightly different upbringings in terms of how much television was too much television. Uh, I was raised by two wonderful people, and but a te- also a television. And a television. Uh, and so there's really not a movie or TV show out of the 80s or late 70s, 80s that I. Uh, have not seen right, but, so so Stefan on the other hand, uh, huge I got, holes, huge holes in his sort of eighties cultural collective. That's right. correct, right? And then this is uh, something I want to remedy. But like for instance, I uh, I only got one hour of TV a week. Yeah. So which was which is not a lot, That's and also like not even close to what we do with our right children. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got I got one show on Saturday morning that yeah. I that I could watch. So, what was that show? Uh, it varied. It was either Garfield and Friends or Muppet Babies. Okay, that uh, says a lot. There's yeah. also a slight age difference between Stefan and I. Not much, right? Exactly. Not so, much, but go ahead. So in '84, I was I was seven, right? Uh huh. And so not you know probably watching uh, 
you know, Hot Dog the Movie, which is the... <laughs> this is the... Uh, which is the movie currently in our house. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm currently two movies in, so I haven't gotten very far. By the way, 84 gets a lot better after Hot Dog the Movie. Like Ghostbusters, all the stuff came out in 84, which I did get right? to see yep. in the theater. But Hot Dog the Movie is now currently in our house, yep. and we have some mixed feelings about Hot Dog the Movie. I, I'm, I'm personally really excited about it. I'm not sure I'm going to convince you to watch it with well, me. Well, I, I have seen parts of Hot Dog the Movie as yep. a child with Showtime available uh-huh. in my house. I mean, but th- those kind of movies, anything like named like Hot Dog the Movie, the movie. is clearly going to be basically soft porn. Right. Okay? Like in the 80s, all that was kind of like this like weird comedy slash soft porn. But we watched the trailer for it. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with physical hot dogs. No. It has to do with a phrase, I Which guess. is disappointing to our children, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, kids, kids are like, I want to watch a movie about hot dogs. Um uh, hot dogging, yeah. I guess, is like, you know, stunting it up, getting yeah. better than somebody else. You got to hot dog them off the slope. It's skiing. Exactly. It's, it's, a a, about, it's about skiing. skiing and hot tubs. And hot tubs. So and, we watched the trailer, yeah. and the trailer is predominantly people on skis punching each other. Yep. 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 Going downhill and then yep. just like punching another skier in the face. And then the next scene is a bar, uh, like trying to make out with girls. Yep. So uh, this is in our house. Yep. And that just to show you how much I've grown in our relationship and as a person, I don't feel uh, sad or angry by the fact that I can't come up with one like fun project like that that I want to do because my brain is so fried all the time. I, I don't, I don't, as I cross my arms, I uh-huh. don't, uh, I wish this for you. I wish. You wish nothing but I happiness. Wish nothing but hot dogging for you. Oh, man. Uh, so much hot dogging in our house is about to happen. That's how I am. That's my big hope and joy right now. Also, I love my children and my wife. <laughs> Good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, we've got in the world of our... Let me tell you what's going on in our house. Tell me. Tell me. Tell um, me. Katie Bell's got a talent show coming up. Ooh. I may have mentioned in the past uh, that this talent show, I feel like it's been looming uh, for a while. I, last year, Katie Bell did a magic act, and she asked her best friend to to help her with it. So it was like, I felt like that fell to us to be in charge of helping her get ready. This year, her best friend uh, has picked the talent that she wants to do, and Katie Bell is helping her. So I'm like, I'm going to be hands off. I'm not going to, I'm like, this is, I'm going to let this be, her best friend's mom's going to handle it. I, I, to- I am so cool, guys. You're very cool. Not being involved in this. They are doing... E, the the scene from The Wiz, Ease On Down the Road. Yep. Uh, yep. The song can only be a minute, so the song's not edited. So they get up. They don't want to be choreographed. They don't want, like, costumes. Oh, God, no. So it's going to be an they elementary don't have school talent show in which they're going to get up, start singing, and then somebody's just going to cut the music, and they're going to freestyle dance and sing, and then they're going to walk off. And I want you to go. I want to bring I've a giant I've had to hook. go through. I've had to sit through. All the talent shows to date, all the little extra, all the afternoon, all the things. And deeply, I want, this is going to be after school, nighttime activity at a middle school auditorium. Mm. I don't want to go, guys. I mean, I love watching my, I've seen Ease On Down the Road by, by Katie Bell and her best friend now a lot. Uh, I want you to be president of this talent show. I don't entirely accept. We'll see what happens. <laughs> happen but there i was putting that out in the universe and you know uh yeah i'm just putting that out there. no that's good yeah uh speaking of things that uh-huh. uh i don't want to do let's talk <laughs> oh is that how it is let's talk about uh, bilingual households Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Stefan. Uh... Yes, Biz. Today, we are going to talk about the fact that we speak two languages to our children in y- our house. Yari yari. Schnick. All right. All I want to do is first ask the most important question, which is, who has the harder job parenting in our house? Uh, you do, clearly. <laughs> you have some strange... Tell me more about my eyes. <laughs> okay. Also, you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. I work so hard. I'm super underappreciated. Okay. So... We speak two languages, uh, 
I speak English. American. American English. <laughs> all right, you're all right, asshole. Yes, I speak American English. Uh, and to make it better, Southern. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. one of the reasons I like you. Yeah, 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 that's, that's one of them. Uh, there's four others, I think. The, <laughs> I have uh, a list. And you speak only Swedish. Uh, to the kids. With, with the children. Yeah, With the exactly. children. Yep. Yeah, not to me. This marriage would not be still going <laughs> if Stefan only spoke Swedish to me. Uh, only. Listen, I have some very special ground rules. <laughs> Is that even a Swedish accent? I cannot do a Swedish accent. <laughs> It is well, not possible is for me to do. Swedish accent. Do you like it? It's a, it's as close as a Swedish <laughs> chef is. <laughs> okay, we're gonna derail a lot, guys. Uh, and the first thing we're gonna derail about is the fact that Stefan has a serious chip on his shoulder about the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Like, uh, and of course, <laughs> me and my family who like loved the Muppets in particular. Well, my mother loves the Swedish chef. Has have come at Stefan since he even met my family with. Swedish chef stuff. Just like, yep. I mean, even like, not like we expect you to be like the Swedish chef, just bork bork and just like general love talk of Muppets. Uh, well, yeah. th- thankfully, I've spent my entire life yeah. uh, being the recipient of Swedish jo- uh, Swedish <laughs> chef jokes <laughs> and people bork borking at me. Yes. And so that rolls off my back. It does. Yeah. So, 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 so I'm good. It's like, uh, the, it's like the universe prepared you for my family. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very nice. Now let's let's actually try not to derail too much. Let's just jump uh, right into this. And that was uh, why did we decide to do this? Do you remember these I, conversations before we had kids? I don't think I consulted you. I think no. I think you, I did. Think I you said something like I'd like to do this, and I was like, well, uh, sure, whatever. Right. I, I don't mean, think I, like, I knew what that meant. <laughs> well, I mean, I I thought I would like to, uh, you know. Teach the kids Swedish. It's important to me. I grew up speaking both Swedish and English, mm-hmm. uh, and my Swedishness has always been like a big part of who I am. And so I, I grew up both in California, and then for summers we would go all summer long to Sweden. Um, and so and I, you spent like two years in school yeah, there too. Yeah, like for, you between, also went to like school for, there for like two years. Yeah, fourth and fifth grade. I was I went went to school there. So we we lived there for about two and a half years. Uh, yeah, and I thought this is something that I would like to have for for our kids too. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna just commit to only speaking Swedish with them. And I started like basically when they were born. So, yeah, no, I think you did like a little research in the best way to do it. And I think that that the it had come to you just start just do talking it. to yeah. them the moment yeah. they come out yep. of or, or show up in your house. They come out uh, the moment they show up in your house. Uh, you just start talking Swedish to them. Yeah. And I do remember that I was like, I'm going to learn Swedish too. You know, like when right before you have your, like a first child shows up in your house and you start like, I'm going to like. Learn to play the banjo. Yeah, I'm going to learn to play the banjo at some point in time, guys. I'm going to learn to, I'll learn this language. We have all these things and then suddenly nine months or whatever, or somebody, the adoption agency calls it, whatever, the foster agency, suddenly there's a kid there and it happened a lot faster than you thought it was going to happen. And there's definitely not the time you thought was going to be available to you after that child right. arrives in your house. I'll just learn when they're napping. I, I believe <laughs> I believe we got a Rosetta Stone for you. Uh, you guys got me a Rosetta Stone, and Which you did do a little bit. I, no, I did. I, I got through the first like a uh, couple of uh, lessons, but I'm like a weird completist, and so I refused to move on until I felt like I really knew the first half, and then because. Uh, uh, American English grammar is very apparently different than Swedish. I kept asking for rules. I wanted to understand the rules of like what made something plural, what made something. Yep. Uh, and I'm you know, unhelpful yeah. when it comes yeah, to that Stephen, because it's. And this was a real problem for yeah. us at the beginning because I kept going to you asking for stuff and you were like, people just do it. And every one of your family members were like, Hey, you just do it. I'm like, what do you mean you just do it? In English, you spend years at, like in school and being like, ED is this, ES is this. A pot, like, there's- and the other problem in my family is that my dad was, my dad speaks yeah. Swedish, yes. but just because he would just go travel to meet my mom in Sweden and right. he sort of, and my grandparents spoke no English. So in order to communicate with them, he just taught himself, so, yeah. basically. I yeah. think he may have had like a, a nine record set yeah, at the time. Yeah, a nine record set kind of thing, yeah. So sort of a thing. But then aside from that, he has just sort of like 
kind of just muscled his way through it. Well, right, yes, but he, he does very well. I mean, and he's, so he's, he's unsympathetic. Guys, yeah, no, no, there's no sympathy. Uh, <laughs> and and so I found myself really frustrated with that. But I was like, uh, I couldn't ask for wheat ris, which is like white rice, and some red wein. <laughs> Which is the only thing you order in a restaurant. That's all I do. Red right. wine and white rice, guys. I am, I am ready to go to Sweden. <laughs> That's weird. She came back malnourished. <laughs> she came back so right. Drunk and malnourished. That's right. Drunk and malnourished. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so anyway, so, so that's that's we. So we started this. That, that that was where we started. I was, you know, I have a distinct memory of like changing Katie Bell on the changing table, and you know, when she's two months and just talking to her as much as I can mm-hmm. and just identifying stuff. And for me, it was also I don't have an opportunity to speak Swedish yeah. in my everyday life. Right. Like it just doesn't happen. I don't hang out with a bunch of Swedish people. <laughs> I don't go as often as I would like. Right. And so for me, it was a way of also keeping in practice and you know because uh you know i haven't been for significant periods of time in sweden since i was like 18 right and so you know portions of my vocabulary weren't as well developed as you know i knew the words that an 18 year old would know right right but there's (laughs) a lot just so you know schnucked is the swedish word for like cool. That's it's like, nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, and I want a t-shirt that says schnucked real bad. Oh, yeah. Which it, says schnucked. Which is spelled S-N-Y-G-G-T. Yeah. And so nobody will ever pronounce that correctly no. on your shirt. No, definitely not if I wear Snigged. it down Schnucked. Schnucked. Anyway, uh, it's my new favorite thing to say. I know. It's pretty cool. Uh, anywho, I remember that. At the beginning, you actually were kind of surprising yourself as it came back, like yep. as the Swedishness came back, and you would call your mom a lot and be like, "How do I say this?" And right, I'm like, "Why like, I don't? Why don't I remember the word for light switch?" Right, right. I'm like, "What? This is like, <laughs> I should know this word. This right. why is this not here?" Well, yeah. And so it's it's been kind of great that every single day I have some practice and like so now, but to, now I do it. Uh, it's not. It's just second nature. Yeah, it just it's very of, second. Yeah, exactly. I hear it, just, it. it just comes right out, and which is which is where I want to be. But I still don't have the facility of language with Swedish that I do with English, which I think is one of my frustrations. Sometimes is that I've committed to only speaking Swedish, so sometimes I have to like you know, kind of haltingly like explore through certain kinds. Like Katie Bell, especially Katie Bell, will ask something really complicated, yeah. and I'll sort of be like. All right, let's, oh, yeah, let's you, start yeah, the yeah, beginning. Let me be clear. Stefan only speaks Swedish to them. So, like, there's no switching back to English to try and answer. I mean, sometimes, maybe if it's a conversation where all of us are having it together, and we'll talk a little bit about how this sort of plays out in yeah. the house. But, like, yeah, Stefan has to really find the words in Swedish to, because there's what I've learned so far by listening to you guys yeah. talk uh, in Swedish is their English. The American English has a lot of words for the same thing, right? A lot of descriptives, while Swedish sometimes only has one word or no words for it because it's just not something that's like... Well, especially like there's there's certain things like uh, technology in yeah. Sweden often gets English words. Right. And so there are Swedish words, but but people who work in tech... The, the other thing is that in, in, in Sweden, everybody actually speaks English, right? right? So you... Uh, kids start learning English in third grade. And so a lot of things like there's no other word for, for instance, creative director. In right. Swedish. Creative it's become, director. Right. Creative director. Right. Yeah, exactly. So so it's uh, so a lot of the times I find myself feeling like I'm cheating. Oh, yeah. Like when, when, when I'm like, oh, we're going to say printer, but it's for printer because that's what you would actually <laughs> say in Sweden. Sweden. Exactly. The word for tape is tape. Well, yeah. So there's actually like there's a lot of like words where I was like, oh, Swedish is going to be so easy to learn. Look at this. You know, red is red. You know, wine is vin. Foot is foot. And then it's like airplane. And what, Flugplan. <laughs> it's like what airport's like? What's airport? Uh, Flugplatz. Yeah, I was like, well, that doesn't sound like airplane. What happened to foot? <laughs> or co for cow. Like, that was, like, all about it. Yeah, sometimes you'll, like, bust out these words that are, like, absurdly long. It has that German feeling yeah. to it. So, because it's a, it's sort of, it, it has a lot of words from German and has a lot of words from French because we have a, we have a French royal family in Sweden. And so a lot of French words came into came it. In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you have that sort of like German thing where it's a really long word to describe something fairly simple. Well, all right. So uh, a question I think we get asked a lot or people who are going through this find themselves in, and that is, do we both speak it? And uh, I don't. 
I would say that I'm probably 60% in understanding what's happening in the house. And I understand. I may not, if you would like me to actually define, like I read uh, the kids, like Swedish books, kids Swedish books. I do like little, you know, ba ba lam haru ya neganu ya ya karabon. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, pretty good. Thank you. I've also put it to English tunes, and it's not. Right. Um, and but I couldn't. I know that song is about taking a sheep or a lamb and shaving its wool off and making socks for you know mom and pop and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Like I know like what's happening, but I couldn't be like. That's the word for this? Like, right. I know, li- you know, Vita Lam is like little lamb, right? Like, I it's get white context. lamb. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Weiss, rice, Vita Um. So I have basic concepts. Like, I can tell when Stefan's telling them to go to the bathroom or brush their teeth or it's bath time. I can, I can tell when he's like, we got to go get in the car or whatever. I can tell some of the, like, basics that are happening. Right. Uh, but I, and I'm pretty sure if I just got dumped in Sweden for two weeks, I'd be okay. I'd be able to like read something and communicate enough to like only insult half the population. Well, the, there. well you can just speak English. All right, speak English. All right, true. But you know, but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, asshole. You know what I mean? Then why uh, yeah, don't we just? Why are we teaching our kids Swedish? Because I love them. Right. Okay. So the goal is. I think that they could go and and know this and other understand, and understand and understand exactly. Right? Like, and there are certain cultural things I think that also are transmitted through language, yes. right? Uh, let's also clarify that the kids don't speak Swedish. Yeah, that's either. what I want to get to. Yeah, so they don't speak it back to Stefan. This has been one of my weirdest your, yeah. frustrations about this. If I'm being honest, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Katie Bell never spoke anything. She was just like, immediately was like, great, English is the primary language. Yeah. And that's what she speaks back to me, uh, which is fine. She understands everything. Uh, she has really good comprehension in Swedish. And so, you know, I will speak to her. I know she understands me. Uh, Ellis will yeah. actually use more Swedish words. He was way more. Exactly. Yeah. And and so he'll have various things, especially like, uh, you know, I we brush teeth together every night. And uh, brush the tendana. <laughs> Um, also, by the way, people speaking speaking Swedish sound very cute. Well, everything's very adorable. You know, so we'll be we brush teeth together every night, and there are certain words that he uses yeah. with me when we brush teeth. So we play that we're going to the dentist together, and he uses all those words. Right. And so he has a lot more words that are sort of sprinkled in into his everyday usage. Katie Bell does none of it. Uh, you know, we've tried to watch some like Swedish programming. I think you know the. the the problem is that, you know, I got raised half in Sweden, and yeah. so we would go all the time, and so I think you know, I was ex- fully expecting them to sort of be able to just sort of like, okay, we're just going to speak well, right. too. I bet you if we did take them to Sweden yeah. and we had them there for a while, I think there would be no problem. It's a little bit, I do find myself a little bit disappointed that they don't speak more to me, but that's... But but I'm not going to change it. Well, it's hard anyway. to like make that. I mean, like you can't force them. You can't force them to do it. It's in their head. I feel like there is. It is a weird situation. I think if somebody like stepped into our house, uh, that it's just Stefan talking Swedish and everybody else talking English. And it is one of those things. Like when he talks to the kids, there's no question they understand every word coming out of his mouth, and they you know, respond and do all the things. There's no, like, they're not, like, not understanding Stefan, right? They just don't talk back right. in uh, Swedish. And I do know that, like, I've got friends who uh, were one parents talking French, and they and the kid only speaks French back to them. And I don't know if that's just, like, I'll have to ask. Uh, like, when uh, our friend Martha does French with uh, her right. kids, and they, or you'll be, like, out somewhere, like, on a subway, and you'll hear, like, uh, you know, mom and kid, and they're both talking French. And I'm like... Are they, are they doing it the same way? Is everybody talking French in their house, or? I would well. I mean, I would imagine that it's it would be a lot easier if everybody was speaking Swedish. Then clearly they would speak it, speak it as well. But I mean, I think this is it's so. so if this is on me if I spoke more Swedish. If, in if, the house. if you had just committed early on, if I we got you on. Rosetta Stone. We got you that grammar book, and then uh, the grammar book that's in Swedish. That yeah, was yeah. really really, really helpful, helpful. Really, we don't know how to use this grammar book, Ms. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm sure, Rosetta Stone will help you figure it out. Um, but well, that but that's interesting. I do think that that's important that you have uh, these frustrations with you know how this works. That like yeah. uh, that they don't speak Swedish. But you did go through a phase of like sort of crushing disappointment where it became 
it was like a topic that you spoke of often in the house. Well, uh, there was there was a, was a time when I was like, should I just stop this entirely? Because mm. it's like I got it doesn't it didn't seem successful with Katie Bell, right? But I don't think so. Well, I, I guess the I question think... is, what were you hoping for? Were you hoping to have Swedish conversations with the kids, or were you hoping that they understood two languages? I was. I was hoping that they would be able to speak fluent Swedish with me. Okay. Quite honestly, like that was that was that would be my my goal that I had. Right, but that but means I also you have to do a thing for I, that I, to happen. I do have to work harder, probably. Right, I mean, you exactly. have to ask them to do it because the times where you exactly. ask them to and and they do have them. Like if I ask them certain words, yeah. Katie Bell will give me back. But you words. have to. Demanded of them as much as you say it. You have to say, going forward, you can only respond to me in Swedish and be patient enough that they're going to fuck it up for several weeks, if not months, responding back to you. Problem is a little bit, I'll say that Katie Bell, if we treated it like school would never really want to do it with no, me. No, she'd fight back. No, she would time. fight back. It would be unpleasant. And then I'm like, okay, am I going to spend my entire weekend argue- arguing with her right. about speaking Swedish with me? Or am I just going to basically let her have the groundwork to be like, all right, I understand all this, and I will never never speak to her in English? Yeah, you know, <laughs> for me, for me, I found... I've gotten like much more like okay with it happening. I think I had some frustration early on, yeah, especially when uh, when I was feeling like isolated with the kids or you know again unable to like come up with a great idea like watching movies like I you know like to have any sort of selfish connection time self care not getting a lot of self care not getting a lot of uh, anything to hear you talking with the kids in Swedish did at times make me feel even more isolated. Right. Right? Like, well, what are you saying to them? I don't know. And then on top of that, and that that was on me. I mean, well, that, now let's be clear. That's yeah. on me, and that was something I had to say, I'm going to have to just get over that. I either got to learn the language, like 100%, or I just need to get over well, it. Well, you also expressed that to me, and, yeah. and, and I've been trying to be a lot more cognizant of when we're all having conversation, because for a yeah. while I was pretty dogmatic about even at the dinner table being yeah. like, you know, I'm only talking, you know, having my conversations yeah. in, in Swedish with Katie Bell, but then I'd switch to English for you, and that wasn't really a good situation. No. I think so, I've sort of modulated it so that now when we're all together, I'm I'm in English like everybody no, else, and then it's but yeah. But that's not 100%. Sometimes you no, can but talk I try to, the to kids do that. Yeah. I'm see. I thought I had modulated and was like, I don't give a shit what you guys are talking hey, look, about. We're meeting in the middle. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, that's fine. Go have quiet time while you guys are talking in Swedish at the dinner table. Where's the paper? Um, <laughs> go, no, go talk Swedish. Um, so especially also when we when, when it comes to discipline. Discipline is the is yeah. the thing that I think we've had the hardest time with, and that is especially as we are as parents trying to figure out what our discipline policy is as we go along, right? Like It's I spent, unhelpful if you can't understand it's unhelpful. me. I don't, if I like, because like a big thing that's important to us is having each other's back in terms of what we are setting out for the kids. Even right. if I don't agree with what Stefan has just disciplined the kids, as soon as those kids are, I'm going to keep my mouth shut until those kids are out of the room. And then I'm going to say, you need to fucking change that shit. <laughs> Or, or just like that was really too rough, you know what I mean? Like, and same, and same with me, where I'm like, ah, eh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But we keep those. Com- we try, try to keep those uh, separate from the kids, so that the kids don't think that they can come to one of us for one thing and one of us for the other. We got to be the united front in terms of some stuff. But uh, that's trial and error. And like the first five years, give or take. You're still sussing that out because there's new things coming up that you have to discipline right. as a new team. Situations. New situations. And so what worked once doesn't work now. So there's like a whole fluid best case scenario how we're handling discipline handling discipline. But if I hear Stefan you if I'm if we're not both there for when the thing is going down that needs to be disciplined, and I'm in another room and I hear Stefan start raising his voice at the kids, and I don't know what He's yelling because maybe they're doing something I've already told them they could do, right? If he's coming home from work and I've already said, yes, you can both take baths in your pajamas. Like whatever weird thing that I have let them do to get through the day. (laughs) If Stephen walks in and I haven't told him, I don't know if that's what he's yelling at or maybe they just kicked him. I don't know. I mean, like I can't tell why he's angry and it takes away from his authority if I come running in and be like, what are you yelling about? Right? Like, and then, or... If he starts doing a discipline, I 
I do, and I don't know if he's just said you have a timeout or you've got to go read this or you have to do that. And like these things happen normally, even if we weren't talking in two different languages. Like that's a thing. That, like, like no happens. matter what. But the the language barrier at times, I'll be like, I don't know what. I, and it makes me like I get because you know like when something disciplines happening y'all get riled up everybody yeah. like no one goes into disciplining super mellow right so you're like hey well, man why are you yelling at the children nobody am I yelling what's happening and so that's the one time where I've been like I'm gonna need you to do a translation as you go right like sometimes like you'll yeah. he'll, he'll he'll yell at the kids and then he'll be like because they did such and such and I'll be like okay um, you know. the, the the other thing is I think Swedish sounds worse when oh, I'm yelling right? golly he's right? no I longer mean, cute the... when he's, he's no longer a sweet adorable forest language like with the little rabbits and deer are sharing with each other or look know. I mean I, I readily acknowledge that I have a tone problem anyway my my, my, like my, my Klingon to- screaming at my children like you know I, I think I think people think I sound more sarcastic than I usually am when I'm actually quite earnest. And I think same same thing. Yeah. Uh, when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm disciplining sternly in Swedish, I think it sounds worse. It scares the shit. Well, out but of it's me, it's though. like a, you know, <laughs> like when somebody is shouting in German, you're yeah. like, oh. Oh, 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 something terrible is happening. Exactly. Right. Especially when you when you when you don't know what they're saying. So I think I think oftentimes my Swedish uh, disciplining sounds yeah. sounds more intense than than to you. Yes. Than than I would think it sounds like to them. Yeah. No. And and and, it, and again, and, and if I hear that happening, and I hear the kids struggling with that, then I want to step in even more. Yeah. To protect my children. Yep. From the Swedish monster in my house. All right. So. I grew up watching uh, I Love Lucy, and one of my favorite scenes in I Love Lucy is they've had little Ricky, and uh, Lucy's coming into the house, and big Ricky is, she overhears uh, Ricky telling the story of the Big Bad Wolf to Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf (laughs) to uh, their son, little Ricky, in Spanish, and it's hilarious. He's just, you know, he's like, ah, he's acting it out. It's like all, it's really fun to hear a story that you know uh-huh. very well in a different language. And the other night, I'm like in the kitchen, and Stefan, as Stefan has said, when he's brushing Ellis's teeth, he does like, they do like little, we're going to the dentist in Swedish. With Katie Bell, they're doing this weird, epic, long adventure story that gets her to sit still while El- uh, while he goes over the teeth. Uh, we're a house that brushes their teeth until they're 30. Okay, guys. Anyway, different show. Different show. Different show. Different show. Uh, it's what we've decided to do in our house. And by we, I mean Stefan, so he gets to do it. <laughs> I will brush the teeth forever. You will brush their teeth forever. I'm like, rinse, you're good. Um, these aren't your real teeth. Anyway, so. These are your uh, practice teeth. <laughs> so, uh, Stefan, I'm in there, and I realize he's telling this story in Star Wars. And I feel like I'm listening to C-3PO speak to the Ewoks, like in the Ewok language. I just, can you just, just please do a Star Wars story, just real, real quick. Just okay. give, give us all a little taste of the magic. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke Skywalker bodde in a planet som heter Tatooine. Och det var en planet som var helt och hållt öken. Och en dag så kraschlandade det rymdskepp med R2-D2 och C-3PO. Och R2-D2 hade meddelande från Princess Leia. Och prinsessan Leia ville att han skulle hitta Obi-Wan Kenobi och han skulle hjälpa dem att spränga dödsstjärnan. <laughs> Somebody went running. <laughs> I know. Organized. I'm like, C-3PO was in that. I understand Swedish. Yeah, I'm like in the other room and I'm like, what? What is happening? This is why the children are so disappointed when you're out of town and I'm brushing their teeth. I'm like, I don't just open your mouth. You're brushed. Go away. Um, from the I fire don't tell hose. stories. I don't tell adorable stories. My skill is something else. Um, it's it's not storytelling. No, believe it or not, it's not storytelling. <laughs> not the way you do. You it's set surprising. a high bar. No, it's really nice. Um, you know, one of the questions that uh, we've been asked and some people were wondering about uh, on Facebook when we threw out there we were going to be talking about this was, were there any concerns that you had going into this that, like, this might somehow be detrimental to your kids or might be whatever? And I just want to say, for me, it never just crossed my mind that this would be bad for the kids you know what i mean like i'd always read all that stuff that like oh kids who learn two languages are able to like problem solve quicker and better because they're constantly interpreting two different languages coming in and also uh i think 
maybe it would have been different if at any point in time, and this is very unique, our experience I think is very unique to who we are and our kids are, as it would be for any household choosing to do this. Like, I was never worried that Katie Bell wouldn't or Ellis wouldn't know English, like the language that they've got to deal with all the time, right? Right. And I, I guess my only concern was that there are certain words in the Swedish language that I am concerned. I was concerned that if the kids went out into into a English-speaking school and used them, uh, they would be mocked mercilessly for, one, what is the Swedish word for hair? Hår. Thank you. I'll let you guys do whatever you need to do to think about that. And the other was when we started potty training and talking about um, that with the kids, uh, the Stefan's using the Swedish words, keys and vice uh, for, you know, urine and feces. That's not what I'm having Katie Bell and Ellis say. I have urine and feces, but for pee and poop. Uh, but I was worried a little bit as they got into daycare and preschool. Yep. Like, I always felt like I had to really write out, hey, they might use these words, like, in all those preschool Which they didn't, they as, never far did. as, say, as far as I know. Yeah, right, but I don't say, know that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I felt no, like no, I had to. No. So those were concerns. Did yeah. you have concerns? I mean, no, not really. Just, I mean, like, it it was so clear that they understood language. Yeah. And they understood, they understood that there were two languages. It was always a sort of a natural thing for them. So they'd never really... I, I don't think so. All right. So... Uh, everything's great. We have no concerns. Our children will be fine. Um, I'm sure that we would ever know about. Just don't ever call your hair a whore. Uh, don't ever point to your head and say whore, kids. Right, but, sure. Yeah. Life but possibly my concerns early on uh, were slightly blown out of proportion and not actually things that would happen. And also three-year-olds don't make fun of other three-year-olds no, nearly as much older, as you would, I didn't yeah. know how much she'd be speaking. I mean, as far as right, we knew sure. at that time, right, yeah. Katie Bell would be talking in Swedish as easily as she right, talks in yep. English. What do we know? Yep. And that is all of our rights as new parents to be absurd about things that Absolutely. turn out to be nothing later. Um Speaking of things that are absurd and turn out to be nothing later, like what you thought was going to be important or what you thought was going to be easy or just your general um, thoughts on doing this with the kids. How has that changed? Have you like, do you look at it differently now? The biggest thing that I think has changed is that the language is only one component of what I actually want to give Mm, them. Right. Right. You know, I think language is, is such a big part of any sort of culture, but it also makes me realize that I need to be working much harder on incorporating, especially in, in, you know, the U S is such a dominant culture. Yeah. Right. It's not like, uh, I can't, take them down to the Swedish Cultural Center or, you know, there isn't that sort of thing here. So the things that I have to do actually to figure out what are the Swedish things that I would like them to know and appreciate and celebrate, uh, I really have to work on that. And it's it's not something that I can really do just by speaking in Swedish to them, right? There's so many other components that require my my attention and discipline on my, my part to sort of give them. Yeah, but you know what? I think that's I I see that being true for this situation, but I see that being true like as a struggle for all parents regardless of language. Yeah, no, we all true. have cultural things that are important to us from our childhood or our upbringings that we want. Like I mean, for me, I you know, I love the South. I love a lot of the aspects of growing up in the South. There is, you know, history is very important to me. I yeah. think it really helps one understand the world going forward and uh, there are just cultural things that I really like. And so um, those are things that I try, I know to me are just as important to like yeah. try and establish with the kids that they understand these, you know, sort of things that we did. And I can see, and I, I want to say, I think you do a really good job. I think that was also a struggle for us growing uh, the first years with the kids. Anybody can go back and listen to us talk about holidays holiday a couple episode. of years ago on the show. And, uh, you know, Traditions are very strong for both of us. And when you're new in a relationship and you've got new kids, sometimes there are things that are kind of like you let slide until a kid shows up and, and then like, a kid oh, shows up. This is really important. I forgot this is so important. <laughs> and the other the other thing that's I think weird is that sort of it's me also realizing that I'm a diluted version of what it is to be Swedish anyway. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I right. grew up both here and in Sweden. So the things that I have that are important to me are also sort of it's you know, it's a lesser version, right? right? Because I'm, it's also sharing space with my American self, right? And so, 
you know, am I what am what 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 is it, what are the greatest hits that that they yeah. require to so they can like <laughs> squirrel that away into their like Swedish cubby hole? Right. It's probably themselves. hot dog the movie. It's probably oh. hot dog the movie. <laughs> Varm korv. <laughs> Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfund.org or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, God, there's the rat. Oh, God. Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius Fail time. Stefan, genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's something really great that I did. (laughs) It's a little weirder sitting across from you. Uh, so uh, as you uh, may have heard on the show uh, last week, uh, we took a uh, took a little trip to Disneyland. And uh, on the well, while we were there, uh, we, were, we got in line for Flix Flyers mm-hmm. over, over, over in Bugs Land. Yep. And uh, we're, we're standing there behind another bun- bunch of couples and their, and their kids. And I look, I'm like, hmm. I think that's my friend from college. <laughs> and I was like, I can be of no help to you. But I but I but I think it is so so I sat there hemming and hawing and I was like, should I do not? I don't, you know, want to say if it's not embarrassing. So I actually tapped the woman on the shoulder <laughs> next to him and I was like, Is that Bobak? And she's like, It is Bobak. And we and, and we all had a very, very surprising reunion. Yes. Uh and it was it was delightful. It was very strange to to see him there. But he apparently has moved to Pasadena. Yeah, he's really close to us. And yesterday we went out like and had a dad play date at yeah. at Travel Town, which is a park with lots of trains, and it was delightful. Yeah, and his kids are like kind of around the Ellis age. Yeah, they're like... actually he has his two kids. They're two and four. Yeah, which is right around the same age. They're all like super into Ellis, and Ellis is into them. Yeah, it was great. You had like you have somebody you can go out and do play dates with. I, I don't otherwise have a dad friend. You don't actually otherwise have a dad friend that lives around here that you can go yeah. play with. So it was, uh, it was, so it was cool. good for you. Thank you. Good job. Uh, I went out with some mom friends. Hey! And that was totally a mom friend thing. I was like, I got this Evite from uh, two moms from the elementary school being like, Mama needs a cocktail night. And I was like, now look, again, 20-year-old biz uh, might have been like, I'm never going out with moms, right? Like, <laughs> but I actually even like the, like, but like, well, be 43 weird year if... old, yeah, back then, but 43 year old constantly at the elementary school, uh, realizing these will all be people that will be in my life for possibly the next 10 years as we're in this elementary school. I really like a lot of these uh, women. I think we don't always know where you're going to find friends traditionally once yep. you have kids and stuff. And like, uh, I was like, oh, I actually really like all these women. And I'll go out and have like cocktails on a Friday night with some other elementary school moms. Right. And so and it wound up being like super fun. And I came home totally revived. It was very self-carish. Uh, it was really fun. I, I uh, it was pretty cool. Well, good job. Thank you. Hey, One Bad Mother, this is a genius. I have taken a double fail, and I have turned it into a genius. Uh, my son has this giant toy box, which is basically the equivalent of a toy dumpster, and I just pile up toys in there so I don't have to look at them and shut the lid. But someone, <laughs> you want the toy? You have to 
dig them out, and it's this huge, gigantic pain. It's a huge, gigantic fail. It's a disaster. It drives me crazy. I also live in a state where you're supposed to have, like, these grocery bags instead of plastic bags, and somehow I have a bag hoarding problem, and I have, like, 50 million bags in my garage, in my in my hall closet. And I got this genius idea. I took my bag hoarding problem, and I used all my cloth bags and put the set of toys in bags in the toy box. Now my son takes the toy, the bag of toys, he plays with them, puts them back in the bag, and they go back in the toy box. Everything is organized. I've eliminated my bag hoarding problem, and the toy dumpster is fixed. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. Have a great day. I appreciate the show. Bye. Yeah, awesome. you are, bravo. Yeah. Good job. Good job. I really like, uh, what I like about geniuses in general Yeah. Uh, is that they are all remarkable, and it is an understood thing that none of us will ever say that there's a, probably a shelf life on every one of our genius ideas that we come up with. No, no, no. They're permanent <laughs> solutions. <laughs> I love it. You're doing amazing. Good, good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Stefan. <laughs> Don't I every day. <laughs> Uh, so, 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 as I mentioned earlier, I went to Travel Town yesterday, mm-hmm. and as uh, regular listeners of the show will know, uh, Ellis likes to pee in the car. Mm-hmm. Mm, so, so we, we get there, and we're like, "All right, Ellis, all right, do you need to use the potty?" He's like, "Yeah," and so we do. And I take him off the potty, and I'm thinking to myself mm-hmm. as I take the take the take the potty, and I go to pour it into a little Ziploc bag. I think to myself, "Huh." It's funny that I've never spilled anything while pouring it out of the out, out, of, out of the potty. Oh no! And then I proceed to pour pee all over my car. Oh, it's your car! Thank God. My whole <laughs> my mind, all I can think of is, is this my car? Is this my car? Was he in my car yesterday? Like it's literally yeah. as I'm thinking it, You're just that pee is it. going down yeah. my hand, God. down my arm, and then all under my seat. What is it about? We watch dogs pee on everything in public, but there's something weird about taking like your little thing of pee and pouring it like in. In the dirt or on the now, if no one's looking, by the way, guys, you just do that. I do it because I'm like, well, a dog just peed, but there. I'm not going to pour it on the parking lot, right? I mean, yeah, there, the there's something I don't want to have like a pool of pee. The pool of pee, there's somebody can does, just step but if it's in a it. curb, maybe really. Curb. How is that fine? It rolls away. Curbs are designed to it direct just... your liquid, your liquid, and there are a number of people who have probably we lived in New York City, everything has your own. How eyes. cool are you with just leaving your child's poop somewhere? Not poop, pee. Well, I understand. I'm just I'm asking about the poop. poop. I no, poop's poop different. In a poop's different. Bag. Okay. By the way, Stefan was like, "I'm the, when we started this process, he was like, I feel really uncomfortable, like that somewhere and like a landfill is a Ziploc bag full of my child's urine forever, forever. They will I'm, never decompose. I pop it right before I put it in the trash. Pop, boom. Is that how you solve this problem? I do. For I me? solve that problem. Thank that or we you. can force our child to use public restrooms. My. Failure is about a month ago. We're at Target. Valentine's Day, guys, is tomorrow. This show will come out three days Happy after Valentine's Va- Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And Katie Bell is checking out the dollar, three dollar bin. And I see in that area these really cute little Valentines that are like they've started putting out the Valentine stuff. And they are these little tiny Valentines. And they come with like a little army figure, like a little army man, green army man. And the other one is like a little like superhero plastic guy and they say stuff like love is a battlefield or whatever and like you tie the little army guy to it or the little wrestling guy to it and i was like this is really cute these will be gone in a week i'm gonna be so smart i'm gonna take my valentines now so that and so that i'm not going out the day before valentine's day and there's nothing left because these are cute oh yeah these are fucking adorable I mean, I agree. guys they're somewhere Pinterest out ready. there you guys know because somebody has them as well because they're target the fail is Guess who's tying all those motherfucking little toys to these tiny little cards? And there's like 40 between the two classes. It's like 40 little guys uh, uh, tying, threading little holes, tying, thread. And not all of them are easy to tie down. So that's one fail. The second fail, as I'm putting together army men in full battle action to give to three-year-olds 
at the preschool thinking maybe people don't want their kids to have their the army action figures this early to learn about the hard realities there's, of like battle there's one who's there's one action figure and he's about to load his like what it's a mortar it's a mortar he's about to load the mortar and what he has in his hand is definitely like a penis it's definitely a shaft and like there's like a like a head on the bottom. There's balls. And there's ball. I mean, it is, it looks like he's totally holding a cock in his hand, about to cram it into the mortar. And then he's Loves got a reserve one. He's got a reserve one right here. And I'm like, I just tied it on and sent it off to the lovely little Elizabeth, three-year-old Elizabeth. Here, but but, but I, that, that's a terrible job. It but, is. but. I will point out you weren't doing it on the evening before Valentine's Day. I did Day. do it this weekend. So, yeah, so, there's so, that. I, so my other fail of spending my weekend tying fucking Valentine's together. <sighs> Hello. I'm calling with a fail, a series of fails. So I don't even know where to begin, but I feel like I'm just failing at this whole got it together mother thing. <laughs> So I'll start by saying that um, I thought it would be a great idea to take my son to the library today. So I get him dressed, can't find any of his shoes except for just one pair that he wore in the mud yesterday. So they're kind of muddy, not kind of muddy, but they're kind of, they're really muddy. So I tried to clean them up as best I could, but they're definitely, you know, <laughs> they're muddy. Anyway, I put them on him and I'm like, okay, whatever. Then I put him in the car seat, and he goes, ew, yucky, yucky. And I'm like, what? What's yucky? I look, oh, there's half of an extremely moldy banana in the cup holder of his car seat. So I took that out, threw it away, and I'm like, okay. Sit him in his car seat. Then I sit down, and then I realize something smells. Oh, it's my sweatshirt that I have on, because my mother-in-law sometimes likes to help, and sometimes when she helps, she does not help. Like, um, I guess once in a while, there'll be a hamper full of clothes and she'll think they're clean. And so she'll hang them all up for us, which is so helpful. But they're dirty. <laughs> so she must have hung up this sweatshirt that was dirty when she thought it was clean, which I don't even know how she would think it was clean because it has spaghetti sauce on it that you can tell because it's white. And not only that, but it smells like B.O. because it was probably in the hamper with my husband's workout clothes. So I'm wearing spaghetti sauce on the fringe of my white sweatshirt and I smell like B.O. My son found a moldy banana. He's wearing muddy shoes. My car smells. I'm just like, is this for real? So now we're going to go into the library because it was just, I'm too lazy. I'm seven months pregnant, almost eight months pregnant, and I'm just way too lazy to turn around and change and do all the stuff. So, yep, we're just gross and we're failing, but we are winning because we're going to the library on a rainy day. That's all. Thanks. Love your show. Bye. First of all, I'm like, are you in my car? What are you doing in my car? Because, like, we have Pruno being made in my car constantly, which is like prison wine. Based Nursery on wine. Na- nasty fruit. The, the beer, there's also something unique to not realizing that whatever you're wearing stinks until you get into a small space like your car. Because you could be wearing something all day and be like, there's like something. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something in the den or somewhere. And then you get in the car and you shut the door and like, oh, "Oh, it's it's me. me. It's me. It's me. Wow. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. I, you know, I. You're doing a horrible job being a person on the planet. <laughs> Good job going to the library. Bad job at everything else. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely a two steps forward, uh, one step sliding down the hill at rapid speed, <laughs> unable <laughs> to see the top of the hill again. Well, good. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love Stefan. Yeah. Do you know what would be fun? <gasps> what would be fun? It would be fun to uh, call a special mom. Let's call Teresa. Ooh. Teresa, <laughs> how are you? I feel like I'm whispering because you probably have a baby with you. Yeah. 
but you're you're on a phone, so the baby probably can't hear you. <laughs> you're, um, not, you're not putting headphones on the baby. N- no, I don't have you on speaker or anything. Um, hi, Stefan. Why, hello, Teresa. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm good, guys. <laughs> I'm holding a baby. Yeah. The baby is nursing. Uh huh. Um, he's really cute. Yeah. He's really tiny. Yeah. Did, um, did you forget how small babies yeah. were? Yeah. Did you forget how small babies were? Are they? Is he super? <laughs> like, did you forget? Are you having a moment where you're like, oh, babies? <laughs> I forgot. Um. No. I mean, <laughs> he's just he's like extra small though because he's like he was a little early, yeah. so he's like he's the smallest of my babies. How are all the thorns? How are the other kids? How are Grace and Oscar dealing with uh, Curtis's arrival? Is everybody doing okay? Everybody's okay. Um, see, Grace is doing fantastic. She's like really excited. She's not worried about it. She's like trying to be helpful. Nice. It's very, at least so far, it's been a very smooth transition with her. Oscar is a totally different story. He's... Um, <laughs> He is like not. He's he's not at peak performance. No. Um, no. He's yeah. He's um. He's very like yeah. He's we're like regressing in a lot of ways oh, over here. Baby, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um. But he's been really sweet about Curtis. Like every time he sees <laughs> Curtis, he's like, "Oh, is that Curtis?" And he comes over and he's like very sweet and gentle. But then he's just kind of, like, melting down the rest of the day otherwise, you know? Yeah. How? Speaking of aggression, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am good. My mom was here all weekend. Oh, so nice. um, that was really great. And I feel like now that she's gone, I have to, like, kick it back into high gear a little bit. Like, I really actually got to rest over the weekend and, like, nap with the baby and stuff. Nice. Which was really really awesome so far the hardest thing has been like mornings like getting kids ready for school Mm. in the morning and like having like with the baby because like a lot of stuff just like wasn't ready like I don't have like anywhere to put the baby down in the kitchen you know what I mean yeah yeah you just can't put the baby in the sink right now that's for a couple of months from now (laughs) yeah no no, I mean, like, I've actually thought about, like, putting them on the floor a couple of times. Yeah, the floor is But, like, with all the little people and the dogs, it's, like, a little too risky. Right. Um, so, but outside of that, I mean, it's, we're, we're handling it. We had, like, the first few days home from the hospital, he had jaundice. And so I had to go back to the, back to the doctor, like, every day oh for, like, gosh. the first four days that we were home. And that was physically way too much for me like it was just I I felt worse like five days after giving birth than I did like one day after giving birth oh yeah that's a Um, lot to put everybody in the car you're carrying stuff you're physically yeah you just had a baby and that yeah Yeah. that's really a lot yeah it was really really stupid um and but then like now I've had like a few days where I didn't have to go I do have to bring him back today which i'm getting ready to do but jesse's actually able to go with me today so hopefully that won't be too bad oh my god that's so much work physical and emotional demanding work on top of just like recovering from uh, making a person Uh, so you are doing a remarkable job Teresa. good job thank you are there more people in your forest than you expected this time (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really funny yeah um, uh, I don't know if other people are in the forest. Uh, I think I might mentally just be in this forest, uh, with Curtis and the other people in my family have to like <laughs> send out a search party <laughs> looking for us. Good job. Uh, that's good. Well, that makes me happy to hear. All right. Well, we'll let you go so that you can go back uh, to another doctor visit. Hooray. Um, but you're Thank doing you so much. You're doing great. Thank you for letting us call you. And I miss you. I miss you guys, too. <laughs> Call me again soon. All right. We will. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Waves, send a message. Pick up the phone. When you like call. Or this moving now. 
My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. That was nice to talk to Teresa. Yeah. She sounds like she's doing great. She does actually sound like she's doing great. We've been checking in, you know, the trips to the back and forth to the doctor's office are a lot. But she has so many helpers now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what the other kids are. Helpers. Helpers. More helpers. More helpers. You know what else is great? What's that? Is listening to a mom have a breakdown. This is a rant. I just, I'm done with winter. I, I cannot do it anymore. I have a two-year-old. I have a seven-month-old. I can't get everybody dressed in all the clothes all day, every day. You get them dressed, and you put on the two shirts, and you put on the pants and the socks, and then they want to go outside, so you put on the hat and the gloves and the scarf and the jacket, and then they want to come inside five minutes later, and they're soaking wet, so you have to take off the hat and the scarf and the gloves and the jacket, and then you have to take off all of the clothes, and inevitably one and or both of them have peed themselves, so you have to change their diaper, too. Oh, and their socks are wet, and you have to take off all of your clothes in the meantime, too, because you have to keep putting your hat and scarf and gloves all on and off just so that... Everybody can go outside for the five minutes it takes until everybody gets bored and too cold to stay outside. (laughs) And I'm just really, really tired of putting clothes on uncooperative children, putting them on and taking them off. Thanks. Oh, first off, you're doing a really good job. That is true. That I mean, like, you can hear... In your voice, the slight break right there at the end of the sheer exhaustion of that monotony. Like, we talk a lot, or maybe I just talk a lot, uh, about monotony in parenting. Because I think it's one of the hardest things I struggle with is just the repetitiveness of these small acts that begin to make you feel like you are losing your mind and no longer a part of reality of how the rest of the world is operating, or at least the world you once knew. (laughs) And it's, and like, and winter comes and it's just day after day after day after, oh, is the weather going to break? After day after day. Get up, do it again. Get Get up, up, do it again. That's right. That's right. All work and no play makes mama want to go and murder everybody. Wait, no, no, Wait, no. Was that not how the movie goes? No. Um, no, it's it's a lot. And you're doing a really remarkable job because you are doing it. I mean, like, I... Good job just not keeping the kids inside for all That's winter. That's right. Yeah, I know. I know. You really are doing a good job. Um, hang in there. It, soon it will be summer. And, and there will be some new sort of weird thing that we don't want. Everybody's wet. Yeah. Great. We have to put on sunscreen. <laughs> Get your hats. Get, get your, your sunglasses. Hats, get your sunglasses. Oh, layers. it's too hot. Better come inside. Come inside. Oh, you're thirsty now. Need some oh. juice. <laughs> you're doing a remarkable job. Good job. Stefan, what did we learn today? We learned that I'm amazing uh, in supporting you doing this whole speaking Swedish to the kids. Good 100, job, 100%. me. 100%. <laughs> Thank you no, for helping. What we learned is like, this is, you know, this is one of those things that I think is really unique to every family in choosing what they want to do. Uh, we've talked about the fact that there are struggles that come with this. One, commitment is a struggle. Two, if you're not the person doing it, committing to supporting that person doing it, uh, accepting and acknowledging that you're going to have all the feels about uh, not liking it, possibly, or feeling left out, or... Uh, you know, well, Stephan- like, like like anything else, even if it's me doing it, it's a partnership making it work. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think we it, and it's a long game. If this is something you choose to do, uh, it's it, 
you know, I think about like how differently I feel about it now than I did in the throes of it. You know, uh, something we didn't really talk about at the start was just that, like, I remember getting like trying to speak and trying to be more involved and like Stefan would correct me on my pronunciation and I remember it was really hard for me not to get super bent out of shape about that to not be like well just fuck you and fuck this you know what I mean like and so it's uh you, you're not being as patient with me as you are with the kids and like there and that was again one of the biggest struggles I think we had to do during this was making sure that we were being honest with each other about what was important what we felt wasn't working, how to adjust it, how to readjust it, how to readjust it again, how to eventually become desensitized to it and not care what's happening anymore. Uh, just thankful that there's quiet time happening in the house where somebody doesn't want to speak to you. The best part is where we give up eventually. <laughs> That's right. Oh, again, go talk all the sweetest you want. Um, <laughs> so anybody who's out there trying to do this, you know, be kind to yourself, be kind to your partners. Good job if this is something that you want to do. And if not, send them to dual immersion school. <laughs> uh, all right. Everybody, you're doing a really good job. I know this is a scary, weird time while Teresa is out. Everybody, She's it's my going anchor. To be, it's She's going my anchor. To be okay. It's going to be okay, guys. I only feel slightly lost at sea. And, and so I, well, we're all in this together, but everybody's holding it together okay. Uh, even Teresa. Even. <laughs> This is no longer about Teresa. It's all about me. Um, we spent nine months with it about Teresa. How could she abandon me? Um, no, she's doing a great job. Everybody's doing a remarkable job. This really is going to be a fun couple of weeks as we uh, have a chance to talk to all sorts of people who've been on the show before. And we're going to really get to talk to uh, a little more in depth and just see how, see what they're dealing with with parenting, uh, which will be fun. Stefan, yeah. you're, doing a, you're doing a really good job. And so are you. Thank you. Yeah. Schnick. Schnick. I'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, Dora. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.